Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. It's opening day in Major League Baseball. Uh, we are getting this podcast out a little bit later than I wanted to, uh, which means that we will not be able to do the team total projections because those uh, those stop at some point. Um, and so that like they, they they close those off. So that is a little unfortunate. Uh, but we will still be doing our prediction, prediction, ugh, predictions today, uh, and then going over the most talented teams in baseball. So thank you all so much for uh, downloading. Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. We got a couple of big WrestleMania things coming up here in the next couple of days. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So thank you all so much for tuning in today. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need a top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! Alright, we begin with uh, the most talented teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, up first, we're going to go with the New York Mets. They appeared on the best lineup in baseball and the best rotation in baseball. On paper, this team is incredibly talented. We will get to some concerns I have when we get into predictions a little bit later on, but you look at what could be with the starting rotation, and we went over it yesterday with the amount of inconsistency that is in that rotation, um, but there, there is a lot that can go right with that team. And then on the offensive side, like it's, again, went over yesterday, it's Nemo, it's Lindor, it's Marte. This is such a talented, talented team. And you you just feel like even if something goes wrong, ah, their owner will outspend any problems they have anyway. So they come in at uh, as one of our most talented teams. Honorable mention, by the way, goes to Seattle, who got honorable mention in both lineup and in best rotation. Up next, we have the LA Dodgers as one of the most talented teams. They are... Not as deep as they've been in years past. Walker Bueller is out for the season because it was Tommy John surgery, I believe. Um, Clayton Kershaw isn't Clayton Kershaw from years before. And this year wasn't a big spending year for them as they are saving up some money to go after Shohei Otani next offseason. But this is still a very, very talented team. And like Gavin Lux would be the star of a number of different franchises. And he's like seventh or eighth on this lineup. Like there's just the depth of talent they have is utterly ridiculous. Another one is the Atlanta Braves. I don't want to go, this is five through one or anything like that, but our third most talented team, the Atlanta Braves, we went over the lineup yesterday. They probably have one of the top two lineups in all of Major League Baseball. And listening to more podcasts today didn't even dawn on me how much the the, the rules with pickoff attempts and the bigger bases and all of that, how much that is going to help with um, with the Braves and maybe with Acuna stealing some extra bases and stuff like that. Like, this team has the potential to be stupid good this year with another added layer. I'd like to see maybe one more strong arm added to this rotation, but I think you could get that if uh, Mike Soroka ends up being healthy this year. Uh, the second or the, the fourth team, I guess, on this list is the Toronto Blue Jays. They come up in best lineup. They come up in best rotation. You look at the moves that they have made, and they, they lost some talent this year with losing Lourdes Goriel Jr., losing Gabriel Moreno, and losing 
um, Teoscar Hernandez. This is not a lineup that lacks thump. So losing Teoscar Hernandez, I don't think is that big of an issue. And it makes this team a little bit more varied. It certainly improves this team defensively. When you have Varsho in the outfield, they have Kevin, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer, which adds a little bit of left-handed fun to this lineup. And another guy who I think could benefit from the rule changes is Whit Merrifield. Again, a guy who is very aggressive on the bases. I think this team is going to be able to utilize this a lot, but this main focus here is just on talent. That top five, number one through five, if they get everything out of all of those guys, is the best rotation in baseball. And this lineup can go seven, eight deep on any given day with guys who are giving you a lot of trouble. And then the number nine hitter is Kevin Kiermeyer, who's not going to hit a ton, but he's going to be one of the better defenders out there. And you look at some of the StatCast data for spring training, and he's running just as fast as he was even before the pandemic. So it feels like he is now a healthier, healthier version of himself as well. It just, it really rounds things out for this team. And the number five team on this list, or just the fifth team, again, no ranking, it is the Houston Astros, another team that showed up on best lineup and best rotation. The lineup is ridiculous, adding Pena last year and allowing him to develop into the American League Championship Series and World Series MVP. VP, adding that along with some of those other guys. Once you get Brantley back, um, if Altuve gets back, like this is going to be a team that like the, the lineup is insane. And the pitching staff, that there isn't that like big number one that you would recognize with Verlander, but we've seen all of these guys come up very, very big in the postseason before. So those are your five most talented teams in Major League Baseball. Let's get to our MLB predictions. First, let's go in the American League East uh, from bottom to top. It is Boston at number five. The loss of Xander Bogarts really stings. I don't love a whole lot of the additions. Like, it just feels like they brought in some guys who are just kind of washed. So I think Boston kind of gets their teeth kicked in. The good thing for the Red Sox this year is with the... Um, a little bit more even schedule where you're not playing the same teams in your division 19 times. The the Red Sox are going to be um, in maybe a little bit of a better spot than the number five team in the American League East has been in before. Baltimore comes in at number four in the AL East. I just don't think they added enough. Like that they have Adley Rushman, who is already special. Um, you have a couple of other guys in that lineup that like Cedric Mullins is fun. Like this is a team that can really put a scare into you. I just don't think they have the pitching to to be able to compete this year with the Rays, the Yankees, and the Blue Jays. So Baltimore comes in here at number four. In third spot, I have the Yankees. And th this is not a shot. Like I said, I think the the, the Yankees yesterday had, um, they were in the best lineup conversation. They, they are one of the best lineups in, in baseball and certainly one of the best lineups in the American League. But I really worry about the pitching. Rodon is already hurt and uh, Severino already dealing with injuries. They've already lost Montas for the season, basically. So while the lineup is a positive, Aaron Judge, while we're doing this podcast, hit a home run. I think Volpe's going to add a lot to this team. I think they do add a little bit more um, youth as, as this year goes along. But I, I, I just, I have great, great concerns about this pitching staff. Uh, the bullpen held up relatively fine last season. We'll, we'll see how that kind of bounces back this year. But the, the starting pitching, they, they went out and addressed it with Rodon, but I don't think they added enough depth. And I, I think like right now you have Cole, you have Cortez, and then I don't know if there's another like real strong big league arm on that team. So that concerns me. Tampa Bay is just Tampa Bay, man. Like they're just... 
do they have the big bopper in the lineup? No, but you have two pitchers who are going to really show up on a night in night out basis in McClanahan and with Rasmussen. I, I still think he has something. Um, at least I hope I do. Uh, I hope he does. He took him in my fantasy draft last night, but um, th- this is a raised ball club that is just so consistent with what they've been able to do. And now with the, the, the Blue Jays in at number one, one of the things that I think is a big weakness for this team is the bullpen. But thinking about it, when the Jays play their big games, and basically all of September is against Tampa Bay and New York, I think at that point you are going to see Nate Pearson, if everything goes well for the Blue Jays, you are going to see Nate Pearson maybe in a bullpen role, and you're going to see Ricky Tiedemann, a a hard-throwing prospect in the Blue Jays system, up in a bullpen role. And I think that's going to really help this team um, I think the, the starting five is great. If you have a couple of injuries, it dries up very, very quickly. But I think that this is a ball club that they have depth in the lineup. They have a lot of versatility in the lineup. The The top five starting pitching is just stupid good. And I think the back end of the bullpen is good with Romero and... Um, why am I blanking on the Swanson? The, the guy who they brought in from the, the Mariners. Even that felt wrong. But... Um, uh, I think that this is th- this is the best Blue Jays team we have seen in a very, very long time. Quite frankly, I think this is probably a better Blue Jays team than they had in 15 and 16 on their way to uh, the American League Championship Series in back-to-back years. So I-, I do think that this Blue Jays team is primed for big things, as we'll get to a little bit later on in the show. The American League Central Division is up next, and it is... Uh, at number five, the Kansas City Royals, it's just they're a bad baseball team. Like, that, there's just... Bobby Wood Jr. is fun, and I think he is going to have a big year on the bases this year. Um, again, with the, the new rules. A couple starting pitchers that might be able to make a bit of noise, but they're going to be competing with the Tigers for the worst record in this division. And for Detroit, like, it, it was just such a big step back last year. They need a couple of kids to step up if they're going to make the noise that a lot of people think they can um, or think they could have a couple of years ago. At three, I have the Chicago White Sox, and it's frustrating. Like, the the White Sox, you look at the pitching staff, and if they get best-case scenario, that's a good pitching staff. But there's so many guys on there who it just feels like best-case scenario is slipping further and further and further away, and Clevenger's dealing with his own bullshit right now. And then the lineup, I, I feel like they are one big bat away from being a scary lineup as well with guys like Anderson, Jimenez, um, Robert, Robert, whatever. Um, like, they have some high-end talent, but it feels like it falls off a little bit quick. You'd like to see one more big bat in there to make it feel a little bit more dangerous. The Guardians had a amazing season last year with just a remarkable amount of pitching and then some big hits from Jose Ramirez. I would imagine that continues. I am a little bit concerned about a bit of a fall-off from some of those starters. If they were in any other division, I could see this team fall... Like, the... Cleveland, the the Guardians would be the fourth best team, maybe even the fifth best team in the American League East, and they would be fourth or fifth in the West. It is just because this division is really bad. Which brings us to the division winner, the Minnesota Twins. Um, It was an accidental good offseason when they brought in Carlos Correa, but it makes the lineup pretty good. Um, They go out and add a Pablo Lopez from the Miami Marlins that makes the pitching staff all of a sudden look a little bit better as well. So uh, the the Twins, they were one of the teams that had one of the best off-seasons, and I think it's going to carry them into the postseason. 
And then we have the American League West. Sorry, I just realized that I screwed something up in my playoff predictions, but that's okay. In the American League West, um, at five, it's Oakland once again. This is just a bad team that's going to be looking to sell things off. At four, I still have the Texas Rangers. They are a team that I had winning uh, the offseason with a lot of the pitching moves that they made to be able to, to get this team back to that point. I still, I, I think the lineup is another one that falls off very quickly, and I would have concerns about the health of Jake DeGrom moving forward. The Angels are my other team as uh, they are going to be on the cusp of the postseason. Um, so for me, the Angels are going to be battling for that last wild card spot with the uh, with the Yankees and I think the Rays as well. And then you have the Seattle Mariners at number two. Like we said, like honorable mention for both lineup and rotation. This is a really good team. This could be an MVP caliber season for Rodriguez. And at one, what have we already said about the Houston Astros? In the American League, um, in the American League East, we already talked about the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets. They are one and three in this division. We'll get to that in a second. At the bottom of the division, it's the Washington Nationals uh, continuing on with a bit of a, a rebuild out in Washington. Don't see myself watching a lot of the, the Nationals this year. In Miami, they are in at number four. We talked about them in worst off seasons. The lineup isn't very good. You have one of the best pitchers in the National League, but I, I just don't think this team is ready to take any kind of step. The reason I have the Mets at three is, as we were getting ready for the show today, Justin Verlander was placed on uh, the injured list. That is very concerning for a team that I, I think needs these top guys to be healthy. To already start the year with some injury problems for, for Verlander is a bit of a worry. Scherzer wore down down the stretch as well. So that's why, like, on paper, this team's incredibly talented. In reality... I have concerns. Um, and then at two, it is the Phillies. I love the addition of Trey Turner. They're going to get Bryce Harper back at some point. But at number one, it's the Braves. This team is just too good. Uh, the National League Central, the Reds, Pirates, both kind of suck. Uh, the Reds are really, really bad. And the Pirates are at least like on maybe a bit of an upswing a little bit. Um, at three, I have the Brewers, which I don't think a lot of people have them behind the Cubs. Sorry, my cat is beside me making a bunch of noise. So I'm sorry if that's getting picked up. Um, but yes, at three, it is the Brewers. The lineup has names you've heard of, but are falling off. I, I think this is the year that the, the Brewers blow it up. I just don't think they're going to be bad enough to be as bad as the, the Pirates and the Reds. At two, it's the Cubs. They add Dansby Swanson. This is a couple of years in a row where the, the Cubs are spending. So I could see them, I don't want to say making a big time splash, but I could see the Cubs doing some stuff. And then at one, it's the Cardinals. Just, you know, all reliable for the... Uh, for the Cardinals. Sorry, Bailey. I uh, just had to, my cat almost stopped the recording. Um, so just picked her up and she went sprinting away. Uh, but yes, the, the Cardinals come in at number one in the Central. National League West, Rockies are bad. We went over it yesterday. The Giants missed out on some of the big names that they really needed. So I have them at four. I think the Diamondbacks take a step this year. Going over like top lineups and top rotations, Arizona wasn't good enough to even make a... Um, to, to even make it as like an honorable mention, but adding Moreno and Gurriel kind of extends that lineup a little bit. I've always been a, a big Kettle Marte fan um, or Cattell Marte. And uh, I think that again, his speed is going to play with the new rules this year. And the pitching staff, they got a couple of arms that are really interesting. The Dodgers are in at number two, and then it is the Padres at number one. So your playoff predictions, I am realizing now that I screwed this up uh, in the American League. I forgot to put the Twins in, which I don't think anyone would be too upset about, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so I have the Twins as the three seed. 
the four seed is going to be Seattle. The five seed is going to be Tampa Bay. And the six seed is going to be the New York Yankees. Um, so then after that, I have the Yankees winning. They'll go on to face the Astros in the American League Division Series. And I have Seattle beating Tampa Bay in the 4-5. So you're going to have a couple of rematches from last year's postseason. You have the Astros as the one seed going on to face the New York Yankees. And you have the Blue Jays as the two seed. They'll be facing the Seattle Mariners. I have both the one and the two advancing with the Blue Jays taking on the Astros in the World Series. And not just because I'm biased. I do have the Blue Jays moving on. I think that you look at like the different pitching matchups that you would have, and yes, there's a ton of experience on that Houston side, but I think like Manoa against Javier, um, or, or Vasquez, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I am all over the place right now. Um, but you just look at like each pitching matchup that the, um, that the Astros would have going up against, say... A, uh, a Toronto Blue Jays pitching staff. Like you go 1 1, 2 2, 3 3, 4 4, 5 5. And I think the Blue Jays get the edge in potentially all of those matchups. So I think Toronto stacks up a little bit better pitching wise. And I, I think the lineup is uh, a little bit deeper. It was Valdez that I was looking for um, as I try to get my bearings back. But yeah, you look at like Valdez against Manoa game one. And it doesn't always stack up this way, but I, I like Manoa. Um, Christian Javier against Gosman game two. I like Gosman. Um, and on the lo- down the line, Arquiti, uh against uh, Barrios or Bassett in game three. I like the Blue Jays again. So I, I just think Toronto stacks up okay against Houston in the postseason. And then you go down to the National League. It is the Cardinals and the Mets in the wild card round. The Phillies and the Dodgers in the American League or in the National League wild card as well. I have the Mets advancing past the Cardinals. They get into the ALDS. Uh, I have the Dodgers beating the Phillies. They get into the ALDS, and it's a couple of divisional matchups with the Braves taking on the Mets and the Padres taking on the Dodgers. Once again, we're going chalk with one and two advancing out of both. Atlanta taking on the Padres. I have the Braves advancing to the World Series. And for the second time in franchise history, I have the Braves losing to the Blue Jays in the World Series. So there is my not at all bias um, 2023 Major League Baseball prediction show. That is going to do it. Coming up on the program tomorrow, we're going to have reaction from the Blue Jays' first game against um, the the St. Louis Cardinals coming up here in about an hour's time. So we're going to be reacting to that. Also, um, Game Over WrestleMania is going to be happening. Uh, I have Fuad coming on, who is the host of that. Um, He will be joining me to talk about that. And then on Saturday, I was on the Fresh Take Network for uh, WrestleMania preview show. So we are going to run over everything for that. So a lot of WrestleMania content coming up for you in the next couple of days. We got some football stuff to talk about on Friday as well. So a lot to get to as the week progresses. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, Remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can, and I'll talk to you all later.